0: Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport. I'm here with my co-host, Earl Kunkel, also co-author of the Sports Performance Bible strength and conditioning guide to help you conquer and create dreams for all of your athletes. And oh, there's a picture of Aiden on the back too. We didn't talk about that. Oh great picture, Aiden. You know, another D1 athlete that's on there.
1: Where's he going?
0: Oh, he's only a junior, but he, he oh. just got offered by a temple.
1: Nice.
0: Dude, you know what? I wanted to tell you one thing quick okay. before we get into this. Uh, so at, when Nick got the, the Gatorade Player of the Year, they wanted me to roast him and talk about, like, uh, oh, Dane, tell stories about Nicholas. And I didn't want to do it because I knew I'd cry like a bitch. But the... No, you would it. Yeah, I <laughs> would have, dude.
1: Wow, you really thought I was serious there? <laughs> <laughs> you asshole <laughs> but uh <laughs> Man, they should have had me come roast them i probably could have did a better job than me. <laughs> no so, but they, i don't know them that well.
0: <laughs> but so they're they're like asking me to do this and i was like no nah, i wouldn't be able to keep my shit together um but I, I think the when i was driving home i was thinking why couldn't i do that you know why could why would i why would i do this why would i break down and lose it and i think what what it goes back to is that when you're training people or when you're when you're like guiding people in some crazy journey or whatever it becomes so much about the experience and the development of the individual and if you have somebody from day 1 you know as a as a leader you have this vision right you have this big time vision here, and then you have somebody here who's willing to drop their ego at an early age and be like, I'm gonna listen to everything you say, and I'm gonna come along, and I'm gonna plot along, and I'll do everything, and we'll piece together this huge string of events that ends up being this crazy outcome. And then, as, as the, the coach, you're like, dude, they did it. They did everything they were supposed to do. That's freaking phenomenal. It's like,
1: I, how do I tear that apart? Well, yeah, and it's like for me,
0: for me, like I was like, oh, what am I gonna tell a story of? Oh, Nick, you have three hundred thirty pounds in your in your house in your gym. We're training on a Zoom call. I need you to front squat it for five, clean it, and then front squat it. Okay, I'll do it. Nick, uh, Saquon Barkley bench four hundred five. Okay, I'll do that. And can we try that in like two weeks? Benches four hundred five on a fat bar. <laughs> Yeah, that's my story. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I have nothing. To, I can't roast him. He, he's too nice. <laughs> yeah. all, all he does oh, is... Oh, he's super polite. Too, yeah. man. And he'll just be like, Dane, like, shut up sometimes. Yeah. Wow, what an Yo, Dude, You always say that about me.
1: <laughs> oh, what a great person. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. I think the meanest thing I've ever heard him say or I do... I it was to you. No, it was about Jason. Oh, He's wanted to see Jason's fail on the hurdle. He thinks it's like the funniest thing ever. He's like,
1: as I've funny never. Not <laughs> Jason up to the million subscribers.
0: <laughs> the million subscriber meme is better. <laughs> but that's like the meanest thing he's ever done where, where he, he'll be like, yeah. I can't believe he did that. It's like, dude. Let people, me laugh at
1: someone falling. Yeah,
0: people fall on hurdles all the time. Like, yeah. But yeah, yeah that, I just wanted to go on a little rant. Hurdles where.
1: though. You jump over hurdles, right? Yes. And I was thinking about jumping. Yeah. I, I was seriously. This is, we're going to talk about jumping. And I was thinking about. So s- can we
0: insert Jason's hurdle hop here? <laughs> I think he actually made us money on TikTok with that.
1: Good job, Jason. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. No, no, that one, that one, uh, like funnier, or dire or fails, like. Oh uh, yeah, know, yeah. To us about that yeah. <laughs> I don't think they ever used it because they never paid us. Uh. So a for that video. Where is it? No big deal. <laughs> that's facts, too. 100% facts. Oh, burn. <laughs> yeah, F you. <laughs> you should have brought Jason along to roast Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, Nick, until you sign that NIL, eat this. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, dude, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say it gets hot in here? <laughs> oh, man. Back to jumping. Jumping,
1: hurdles, not falling over them. Yeah. All right. So, what sport, and you can't say like the triple jump, the long jump, or high jump.
0: Okay. So I'm shackled.
1: Yeah. Is like jumping, like. Volleyball. All right. You're right. Basketball, Basketball is probably another one. But, all right. Let's get rid of those five.
0: Okay. Basketball, volleyball, out.
1: Yeah. What are the sports where it's like, dude, you you got to be able to jump, like, in some capacity.
0: I mean, right off the top of my head, football, you got to jump.
1: When, no. Uh, like, especially a lineman like,
0: Linemen typically like will. Like going
1: for, like, a block or something, Yeah, right? yeah. Soccer? Yeah, yeah that's wide
0: like, receivers, D-backs, though. I, I would say goalies, specifically.
1: Yo, I feel like D-backs need more baseball skills than anyone give credit for. Probably, like, yes. Go play that, the outfield, make yeah. it happen.
0: I agree. But I, I, Going back to that, I'd say uh, goalies. Um,
1: goalies need to jump. Explain yourself. I'm on skates. This isn't figure skating. What's going on here?
0: Okay, so if I'm a soccer goalie.
1: Oh, I'm thinking hockey, dude.
0: No. <laughs> but I would also say, though, like you skiers. You see goalie.
1: I see the mass. Jason yeah. Voorhees.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I also think skiers, though. Skiers have okay. to jump quite a bit. So it's. It's like,
1: you went there, then you
0: it yeah, out. that's that's where I'm like trying to think. Um, I, I I would say, but going back to the discussion, the sport in a whole would be to me the most would be football because linemen, wide receivers, running backs, D backs, linebackers all have to jump. Uh, I would say goalies have to do it the most per action in their sport um you know like if you think about a goalie's action on the right, field right. It's, they're probably jumping 50 percent of the time i'm sure we could watch a couple of games and yeah, figure no, that, that makes out
1: sense.
0: um and then you know if you if you watch like handball they jump from the line all the time when they're shooting um Do you
1: consider the crow hop like or like when the bowlers like
0: yeah that, that, that would be a, yeah yeah that would Take be a, a yeah same with baseball too yeah but I think I think I I'd still dude I still think it would probably be football.
1: All right, now we're gonna let basketball and volleyball back in. Okay. Is the max effort more important, or the a bit, the endurance to do it repeatedly more important?
0: For for volleyball, I would think if they're I mean they're in five game series, it's gonna be it's gonna be volleyball endurance. Okay uh you know if you have if you've got a let's say you, you have a 35 inch vertical versus a 32 inch vertical but i can handle my 32 inch you for hold it holding it longer yeah well then that that's definitely what about
1: not even just holding it the amount of deterioration from like your floor to your ceiling too
0: yeah it's minimal if you have the endurance right i, I think th- i think with with football. It would probably be endurance-based as well because it's a long game. Yeah. Dude, the games are 60 minutes.
1: Dude, it's 14 minutes. It just takes 60 minutes to watch it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the greatest things that ever happened for my like audience is finding... Uh, an NFL video on the NFL oh, YouTube channel. Oh, oh my god! And the they basically show ever. you every single Dude, catch, first down in, in ten minutes. Yeah. it is the. I've watched more football
0: in the last eight months than ever in my on life. That, yeah. yeah, it, it is. is so awesome. It's so quick. It's like. Why couldn't all games be like this? And I only have to deal with
1: like a 15-second ad at the yeah. beginning, and then maybe one in the middle, maybe. And I might be able to skip it six seconds in, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: no, that's ac- that's very accurate.
1: It's wonderful. Speaking of ads, anyway. <laughs> 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 I I I,
0: I, yeah. I I still think though with the uh, with the even basketball, it's gonna be endurance. Endurance. Pace. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's very rare you, like, you get that breakaway where it's like, yo, show off, yeah, make it happen. Yeah. And I even think of someone like Dennis Rodman, who was like, I, I loved Dennis Rodman when I was a young kid. Like, Michael Jordan's on the Bulls, and I'm like, I like Dennis Rodman more. Yeah, than,
0: he's more like the yeah. crazy.
1: But, like, he'd get rebounds, and he never looked like he was jumping higher than everybody, but he positioned himself well. Yeah, it was all his and body. And he would keep jumping until it was his. Yeah.
0: and Yeah, he, he knew how to use his body yeah. well. Especially for... There was, like, three years. Probably his last year with the Pistons and then two or three years with the Bulls where, like, he was Dude, unbeatable with he rebounds.
1: Legit when he was with the Spurs, too. Yeah,
0: true. Not as long, though.
1: He was still... He was unreal. Yeah. Him it. Another 90s person... I know this is sidetracked, but we were talking about basketball. Robert Ory must have more rings. Oh, he or was... Or have been... Like he was a, a center? Coach. He was, like, a... He was like a, I want to say like a power three almost. Like okay. he could drain it, but he was like bigger, like defensively. Like he could play in the post there, I think. Yeah. If I remember, I swear any team that went to the NBA finals, he was on their team from the '90s to like the early 2000s. Yeah. He was on one of the teams. <laughs> Whether it was like the Lakers, just, the, the, yeah, the Spurs, just happened to be like, there. They were like, oh, we want to win a championship. Who do we surround him with? It was like, well, we need Robert Orr, like, <laughs> yeah. and he was just there playing. And I could be totally like. This is just anecdotal, but I'm sure if I went and, like, looked at he stuff, like, it's there so Jason much.
0: should be looking this up right now, yeah. but he's not listening. Come on,
1: stack guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right, so we're talking about jumping in sports. Yeah. And, like, besides the three I eliminated and the two I said, all right, uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of sports where we're like, go ahead and jump. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. And, like, we're just two people thinking of them up now. Right. But to my knowledge, and I want to share a little story too then. Every single sport benefits from plyometric training and jumping. Yes. It, it, every single one. Like, if you can point, maybe rock climbing doesn't, but I'm probably wrong too. Yeah, but if even you if you're
0: doing plyometric with your upper body. All right. And still, still you use your legs when you're climbing.
1: Yeah. So here's my silly story. So young me, like young, like. Teenager,
0: seventeen. Younger, fourteen.
1: Maybe a little younger.
0: Twenty-three years ago.
1: How old was? No, fourteen was younger than I think. Right? No, my math's bad. You're thirty-seven. No, I'm older than you. You're thirty-eight now. Yeah. When was your birthday? July, like every year.
0: Holy shit! You're thirty-eight.
1: It's all right. I don't have as many grays as you, <laughs> and I'm not balding as much as You're you. You're balding
0: a little though. Not as much. You're thinning. You're more thinning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like the slow burn bald.
1: <laughs> I was like full steam ahead. Yeah. All right. So I started. I, I got. I started. Like I bought some program off like some magazine. Dude, that, I
0: can tell you which one I bought. That would make you. Vertical Jump Bible. That's someone, not what I. Bought. Uh, Kelly. Uh, I got those
1: shoes. With like the Oh, raisins. I
0: remember those. And they had jump programs. In yeah,
1: them. yeah. And I would go down the like local like little league field, and I'd do them in there. And my mom would come down with me because I needed stuff timed, and she'd sit there and like time me and be like, "All right, rest." Yeah. I get to high school, and I was like, I was never like. The strength coach there developed some strong athletes, you know, because one of them came here and he can squat a ton.
0: Oh, AJ, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's like, good, yeah.
1: He, he got strong athletes. Yeah. But, like, I was never, like, strong. Like, I could never really express my strength right. through lifting. Like, it, it's just, it's the same reason why I could yeah, snatch almost as much as I you're could You're a clean pathetic
0: human being. People who are like you are oh, just, goodness. they're pathetic humans.
1: You can believe that. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> I'm not that pathetic. I'm here with you that <laughs> makes you pathetic then too you associate with my pathetic yes,
0: yes.
1: anyway i would like press I, I just like i wouldn't squat often but i would do plyometrics jump boxes all the time yeah like i loved it now i was decent i, I was never great right but i was pretty fast for like 200 pound high school athlete
0: yeah but you I, went to play at Bucknell. You couldn't have been pathetic.
1: I, I wasn't that good.
0: Yeah, but you couldn't have been that bad either.
1: Well, like I said, I was kind of fast on, on the field. Like, yeah. I could express my strength. You might not speed. have been the
0: best technical player, but you, were, yeah. you had good physical attributes.
1: I did. That's why as an adult, you, you could, could snatch
0: 129.
1: It. I, I didn't snatch it, though. I missed it every time I took it.
0: 27.
1: Yes, I did do that one, <laughs> and I've hit twenty six in comp too. Yeah, so there you go. At my latest body weight, I wait. Former
0: not- American record holder in the snatch.
1: Yeah, two thousand nineteen Masters National <laughs> Champ. Wait until I start wearing the medal. <laughs> Me and Kurt Angle. <laughs> his WWE career, I'm just not gonna plummet like him into
0: <laughs> oh <shit>. decadence. <laughs> oh god, yeah.
1: That's a good redemption story. Yeah. You ever need a redemption story, just start doing. Bad things for your body.
0: Oh, geez, yeah.
1: I'm sorry we went down that way. Anyway, jumping, plyometrics. Yeah. I never was strong, but plyometrics got me strong. And I know your boy, Bosch likes to say, you can get really strong just jumping. Yeah. And I know you have your differences with that. But I also know you use plyometrics with every single athlete. Yeah. All the time. Like, you find their sport and how a plyometric can help them and which one. Right. So, why are plyometrics, I guess my bottom line is, why is it absolutely like the one of the greatest training ways to do things
0: i think the the first way that i like to think about it is looking at it through if you get okay so instead of taking someone like you who's just pathetically weak let's Whatever. take somebody who's extremely strong
1: some like sam no like take
0: Jake? think 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 no okay so for the or audience like, Think about a power lifter who okay. can back squat 650. Okay. Or the, like a high school kid, 500-pound back squatter, but he throws the shot 40 feet. You know, he's slow off the line as a D lineman. He can't, he can, yeah, he, he can barely jump, you know, he can barely touch the bottom of the net, but he could squat 500 pounds. So your first premonition might be like, oh, well, he's so strong, he's slow. But in reality, what, what's happening is that he's never learned the skill behind force absorption or creating force. And so he hasn't, he hasn't taken those, uh, coordination skills that he's used for maximal strength and applied it in learning. And his body is also adept is not as good at coordinating rapidly. So genetically, he's probably not as talented as talented speed wise. What were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, has he not learned the synonym for his kinesthetic vocabulary? No. All right.
0: So, he that He needs yeah. to get a thesaurus. Yeah, and he needs to get... <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> so, so, the the reason why I think plyometrics, and I think this is also proven out, I mean, it, it's they should be called power metrics, if you ask me. Um, and, and if we refer to them in that, you know, mindset, they teach the human body how to generate power or absorb power, um, subconsciously or unconsciously. So you're, tr- you're training More bottom your, up. Yeah. You're training your body to, so there's skills, right? So the, the skill is if, if let's, let's just for, for simpleton's sake. Okay. People like me. Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> for me to think I need to cut left here, to avoid this defender. It, let's just say it takes me a second to think here and to get my body to do that. Someone like Barry Sanders can do that in 0.2 seconds without even thinking. He's, he's subconsciously aware of what's going on and, and his body can create uh, power and, and, and coordinate rapidly in these different movement patterns because he's trained himself through these, these different movement patterns and drills, in practice, um, in, in running sprints. Now, Barry Sanders was also absurdly strong. He could back squat 600 plus pounds, but he also trained the skill of, of getting your body to react with, um, with like things like co-contractions are skillful aspects that your body has to learn. So that's where the plyometric base comes in to play. Is that if I use it for for throwing, we're going to use it for throwing to to help with awareness, to help with power output and speed for sure. But it it's not as imperative in a sport like throwing as it is in a sport like football or okay. or basketball or even volleyball. Even though volleyball is not as difficult from a coordinative perspective but that's why they're so good is that it's it's training your body how to operate with cutting your brain off it's effering, it's effering. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there's there's no efferent efferent yeah. you know there or there yeah there's it's it's literally just your body reacting to what it has to your do your
1: clutch and shift is y- pretty legit yeah
0: exactly so it's like you're, you're the control the manual control is not from the from the from the person is 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 out of yeah, it's, it's an like, out of body really it's like a
1: shortcut keys yeah versus instead of like oh let me go click file. yeah, save this
0: and, and that's where Copy. that's where you know the best running backs or the best basketball players um, or whatever sport that that's especially open skilled is that they're doing things in training that are so um, variable based. That they have to train their body to do that, and, and and like even if you watch somebody in basketball do like like cross somebody over, mm-hmm. like they're they're not walking. Some some of them might walk in and be like, I'm gonna take one step here, cross them over, and and cut back this yeah. way. But oftentimes it's a feel. They're not even aware that they're doing it mentally. They're just doing it as because they've been trained to do that. Yeah, they've done it before. Repetition reps. Right, and forward. their body just executes it. And it's the same with a fighter. Uh, an MMA guy is not. Very rarely are they thinking like one, two, one, two, three. You know, but they've done that combo so much that their body's in tune with. They just with, start
1: throwing it. Yeah. Going, they, oh, that's yeah, that's and fun. then
0: it, and then it connects, and then they do it again, and they do it again, and they do it they do it again. But it's it's a it's like a not an unconscious, but a subconscious uh, means of performance, and that's where plyos, I think. Come into play, and when you're practicing them, you're typically conscious when you're executing it. But then by the last, like let's say you do six sets, by the last two or three sets, you're just doing it.
1: All right, body's just firing. All right, so plyos creates this neural drive, is what I'm hearing there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your body can communicate. It's almost it, it. How do I say it? It doesn't have to go back to the central CPU everything has its things outside and it knows how to react and think and perform its part to make things happen. Yeah.
0: Let me pitch a theory here. Okay. And I hope we can cut this out of, of this video and in 10 years we can use this on Instagram. But I believe, um, so so one thing is what we're realizing is that essentially now muscles are being looked at as organs because muscles have myokines and and they respond to things like, in a local manner and we never thought that this we always thought that like different organs were communicating to then go heal a muscle but what's actually happening is the muscle's healing itself through a uh, release of myokines and this goes back to my whole talk with Julie, uh, with Armstrong Dr. Armstrong if we She's go f- Canadian right yeah now if we come back i believe there's going to be some type of neurological understanding and this goes back to our relative and absolute strength people are going to figure that aspect out at some point and there's going to be some neural uh advancement in medicine that shows us that that the muscles and and the muscle spindles and the gto can actually communicate uh intra or inter so it's okay. like so it's like you're doing like your body's doing things that you don't know
1: yeah it's yeah. almost like uh I think, uh, uh, what is it, what is it called in the Adams Family, the, just the hand? Yeah, 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 like, walk them along, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of that, like yeah. it's that yes, idea, it's, like, it's, it's, you it's, could segment it and like the form still going to function, yeah. if you will. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah.
0: So I think that will come about, it's just we haven't gotten there yet, but.
1: We have to get better science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty good. All right, if you want to accept Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So we know we're going to use plyos. Like, if you're yeah. not, like, get on board, dude. It's like 1800s. They're already using them. Yeah. Yeah. Boxes, hurdles. Like, why do I use those? Why do I use one over the other? Why do I use both of them together? I
0: mean, sometimes it's just ease of access. I think some people struggle to have access to hurdles. I, I, I think hurdles have a better play as far as um, an obstacle. Some people just raise their knees into a box instead of raising their hip height. Uh, it's the same problem at, sometimes with hurdles, but you're very likely to raise your hip height because of like the fear behind it. Um, but I also just think you know both are useful. I think boxes are really useful, for, especially for younger kids, but then also boxes are good for unilateral drills as well. So it's like I think they're all applicable.
1: All right, you brought up unilateral, so when do I do unilateral, when do I do bilateral, how do I combine them, I, do I've, I buy it? Like is unilateral more important than the bilateral? And does it depend I think on, it depends
0: on the sport. Okay. I think, I think for me, I sort of like to do just like a one-to-one ratio, to keep it as simple as possible when I'm writing a program, but often I'll go uh, a bilateral movement, a unilateral movement, a bilateral movement, a unilateral side movement. Okay. So I try to like go ba- just back and forth to keep it as easy as possible.
1: Do you ever do the bilateral stuff and more of the omnidirectional, like joystick type movements, or yeah. is that okay? Well, that's more
0: advanced, though.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta earn it. Yeah. Pay the cost. To yeah. get
0: there. And I think too, that's where when you start to somebody like Nick, who might have his hip issues. Um, this is where we're going to be going with, with therapy. And we've talked about this in the past. Reflexive strength training is going to be used for um, impingements and stuff like that. And, And reflexive strength training coupled with plyometric work is, is really good. It's a very good way to train your body to like, I'll use my example. My right side is essentially like totally lost when I'm doing something Uh, unilateral to a specific to this to my right side essentially yeah the stability is not there but within two or three sets it feels perfectly normal and if I did that every single day all the time in six months it would probably go completely washed out of my system and that's where I think we're gonna be going uh with, with plyometric usage and and reflexive strength with, with so therapies. You
1: bring that up and my mind immediately went to like contrast training. Yeah. But it's not contrast. It'd be contrast. They're more similar, aren't they? Like the speed of the movements?
0: No, I would say reflexes is, is shorter. Okay. Or, or slower, slower, slower.
1: And I was trying to think, well what's the word to describe that? It would be a it would be like what type of training is it that it'd be a
0: contrast do? but it would just be a different form. Man.
1: Your branding right now is.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It'd be like the. Uh, you're
1: going to figure that one out, buddy.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, what could you call that? What kind of contrast? You don't have to
1: do it right now. Yeah, now, we you're, now you're now going to lose out. sleep about this one now, <laughs> aren't you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Until he finds I can't wait until I see Jake next week and he tells me another way I to brand.
0: You. This is branding, Jason.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, you're not going to sleep until you find another dynamic truck control. Yeah. You're DTC. DTC technical
0: <laughs> coordination.
1: Yeah.
0: Structural integrity.
1: I know it's like an episode ago.
0: Training sequencing But
1: you did come up with the um expression of strength. Expressions of strength. Yeah. That one. Anterior sequence.
0: Anterior sequence. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kinesthetic uh vocabulary. Yeah, that's good one.
0: Yeah.
1: And we got all these fancy Some therapists,
0: some physical therapists are gonna get mad at you for that. Which one? The kinesthetic vocabulary.
1: Oh. Why?
0: They just might be oh, That's <laughs> I, a man Oh, whatever.
1: Sorry. I'm a lit major that thinks <laughs> and reads books that aren't just fiction. <laughs> like, oh, you're the only one who read that book? Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, you looked at those pictures? <laughs> me too. Like, g- <laughs> <laughs> You know. Sorry, jumping. All right, this one's going to really irk you. Can an athlete get away with just jumping and not lifting?
0: What's get away with? What's that defined?
1: Make money. Be a pro. Have they lifted in their past? Like you, Are you saying all the way
0: up to being pro? Let's say that hypothetically. To start. I think it depends on the sport. If you're seven feet tall, absolutely. Because odds are in favor that... of your population is going to the NBA. So absolutely they can get away with it. Um, I think, you know, to be the best version, athletic version of yourself, I still believe you're going to have to have some traditional resistance-based training at some point.
1: All right, now flip the switch. When could you start getting
0: away with just jumping? Um, I, it's tough because I, a lot of guys, a lot of women too, when they, when they get to an age like 24 to 27, they'll start, if they, if they increase volume too much in jumps, they get, they'll get knee pain or ankle pain. So the one benefit that I've seen from normal resistance based training in conjunction with plyometric work, power metric work, whatever you want to call it is it, it, it helps with the, with the structural integrity, you know, around those joints Are you
1: talk about bodybuilding. Man?
0: Yeah. That's the whole thing is, is there's more blood flow to the area. If you're under, if you're under, you know, tension have you done for
1: experiments yet with like bodybuilding into plyos or vice versa?
0: Like in the same session? Yeah. No, but, but from session to session.
1: Okay. Well, good. That leads into my next question. When it comes to programming, yeah. The plios. like in the day, you already told us like uni or bilateral to unilateral and how you do the directions, whether, and based off your skill set, you're either like old school NES D-pad controller, or if you're like up and above, you get like PlayStation omnidirectional joystick yeah. controller. And then, but that's what you do in the day. What about the week? And then maybe like the month? And then how do you sort of see it out to the year? I don't
0: know controllers well enough.
1: All right, so you ever play an NES? Well,
0: no, I, I know those controllers, but right. I... But have you
1: ever played... Uh, you ever seen a joystick, like an arcade yeah, joystick? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. omnidirectional, yeah. right? Like, I can go diagonal. No, I know what your analogy yeah, was, but w-
0: do you want me to use joystick? Like, do you want me No, to? you
1: don't have to use my... Okay, metaphor. Was... Use your own. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm uh, pathetic, remember? <laughs> I, I think it...
0: I would just recommend... You know, for a normal person, once a week to start, and it would typically be, you know, if you're training three days a week, you get a heavy leg day, you do uh, uh, a heavier upper body day, and then you do a plyometric day. Uh, What we do is we'll, right now, what I've seen to be really successful currently, based off of our performances and our testing currently, only off of three athletes, but um, we'll do, with our throwers, we'll do a heavy leg day more of like a a speed bodybuilding day and then for upper body and then on day three we're doing plyometrics and I think when you do you know you have a little bit of fatigue from that heavy leg day and then you do like the bodybuilding upper body day I think your body on that third day has recovered well and from the second day uh, and it's just another way to bring in more speed and then that carries over really well to day four, which is going to be more speed-based leg work. Okay. So that day three to day four transitions really well. Does
1: that day one potentiate that day three a little bit I think it can. I
0: don't know for sure, but I think it can.
1: Have you tried flipping the upper and lower to see how they do with that less recovery?
0: No, I would have to do that next year.
1: All right. I wasn't sure if you would even think that's worth doing too.
0: It could beat you up a little where you're too fatigued on day four.
1: Or have you ever thought about going with the speed day prior to the plyo day and seeing how that one might potentially Yeah, I thought,
0: yeah, that's a good, that'd, that'd be good. It's
1: just like puzzle pieces. It well, that's feels the whole like
0: thing. It's like right now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to figure out how's a flywheel piece into a puzzle? How does a velocity-based trainer piece into a puzzle? How
1: are those resistances different? Cause, right with the Dude, strength, the flywheel
0: right? thing is different because it's just dude, you feel like you're going to fall. It's it feels weird. It feels l- like you're dealing with so a So it living... creates a
1: lot of neural noise is yeah. what I'm hearing. It, it's like, like you're body. dealing
0: with a neural or a live human being the whole time.
1: So then, how do you extrapolate that into? Because you tell me live human being, and I think of wrestling right well, away. Well, it feels and it's like how do you make that more applicable to what you it need feels to make like, a wrestler stronger?
0: It feels like okay. So when you're when you're wrestling someone, you're just constantly dealing with tension, yeah. resistance. It feels that way, but with a traditional sport or with a traditional lift. So my thought process is like if I can measure someone's broad or vertical. And I see something and then I go in and I see, okay, they, they struggle with this quality. I can improve that with the flywheel or I can, I can improve the speed of execution by using this as, as a carrot that I'm dangling with the velocity trainer or, you know, on a traditional lift and try to come up. I'm trying to piece it all together so I can come up with these little ratios Uh so that when we test people, we can see everything. Do they need traditional? Do they need flywheel thing? Do they need... VBT thing do they need all of it do they need more plyometric work
1: who's your math person it's Caitlin isn't it and Trevor and Trevor yeah Trevor got that math big brain as well
0: <laughs> he's not the best but he's, he sees it and if I go home and I talk to Caitlin about it, she's like you you can do like she was who I was talking to last night about spreadsheet and when I came in this morning I started talking to Trevor and he's like yeah that's easy to do
1: okay yeah nice all right jumping
0: you think I'm not going to math
1: I didn't say you're not good. I just don't know if you're as good. I'm good at like as Caitlin and Trevor. At like really quick,
0: you know, arithmetic. Yeah, 10 times 10. <laughs> no. no, but I'm good at like simple arithmetic that's fast. Have so I Caitlin, told you
1: my favorite number? Uh uh-uh. uh. I think I have, and you just don't remember.
0: 19?
1: No, not even close. Square root of negative 1.
0: Oh, I don't know what that is. It's What's an imaginary a, number. Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm dead serious, too. Have you ever heard about the three If it's an
0: imaginary number, how is it your favorite number?
1: Because I can make it whatever I want it to be. (laughs) It doesn't quite exist yet. But it's like a mathematical proof for you can conceive of what is in your mind and make it real. Like, it's essentially like, to me, not being a mathematician, it means that math says there is an imaginary world out there. That can be brought okay. into mathematics into reality into and, reality yeah, yeah so okay. to me it's a almost a, rep- a mathematical representation of visualization yeah and how you can make something become form.
0: I think that's what's interesting with math and, and science is they have that quantum world. Well, we
1: really jumped.
0: Ship <laughs> <Yeah>. here, <laughs> jumping <Where's>, the shark. <laughs> where are
1: we go with the rest of the jumps? The plyometrics. we were just jumping from topic to topic. Yeah. Mental jumping now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, Quantum Quantum Leaps.
0: Leaps. yeah.
1: <laughs> Man. I, do you want to wrap I, it up i want to see
0: the questions
1: you have them there too which one do you want to know oh jump series i asked about programming getting away with it
0: i oh, know i wanted to go into audience questions
1: oh you want the audience questions mm. all right yeah that's easy 21 do you tortoise? like tortoise I don't even know what it is. Off you don't,
0: It's a like a his, uh, Mexican.
1: Yes, I like it without meat.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no Mexican vegans. <laughs> what?
1: You can just go beans and... I'm not a vegan, but I can go that's just true. beans that's and fair. cheese. Yeah, that's true. Not yet.
0: How do you get people to listen to you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that was like meta-trolling us. Uh, How do you get people to listen to you? Like, how do you get clients to stay consistent in their nutrition and workout, especially if they're the lazy type? You're really
0: trying. Um, people, it's just people can't hold like. Okay, twenty one tortoise. This would be my response. The first thing you have to do is is can you hold yourself accountable enough to like? This is this is a good example and and jason experienced this from the early days of gs is like he didn't show up to training i don't know i don't remember if he had a a cell phone but even at, at the barn if jason didn't show up to training i was texting him like why aren't you here it was expected that he would be at training five to six days a week when he was like 15 14 years old and like i laid like that was this is what you're gonna do and if you don't do it i'm gonna hound you I had state champion wrestlers that would go to wrestling practice an hour and a half away, drive back an hour and a half, and then train with me for an hour and a half. And their parents would just be like, how do you get these guys to do it? And be like, dude, because I'm gonna text them. I wanna know what they're doing. And I would even text kids and be like, someone's getting better than you right now. So it's like holding holding people accountable is holding yourself accountable to keep them in check. It's like, if I wanna be the best coach that I can ever be, I need people to help me get there and they have goals that I can help them achieve. And it's just this, it's a constant feedback loop.
1: My thing I heard from that was I'm not going to let their behaviors impact what I can control. Yeah. So like you could control texting them. Yeah. You couldn't necessarily control if they were there. So you did everything in your power all the time.
0: Everything constantly and relentlessly. And then, and as
1: you get the success,
0: now they have to work and then they to know, work with you yeah and that and then they know like they have to listen even more so yeah. because it's built in and then it's even like when they're in the gym dude you do what I'm going to tell you to do or now now we're at the point where it's like I mean even today actually Tavon was like you know you, you, like, so, so Sam said this I, I always say when I turn 40 I'm not gonna meet with people to talk about their kids' training. I'm not gonna do any of that.
1: You're too social.
0: <laughs> but say, say, like I said to Sam, like, you know, when you make the Olympics, it's gonna be over. I'm gonna tell people what I really think. And Taman brought up today. He's like, you know, I, I like how how you're you're getting to be more of a dick. You just say it how it is. You're like one of the you're like those football coaches like Bill Belichick screaming at Brady on the sideline like, this is how I want it done. Do it this way. And I think it's important to have that. I think you also do have to have that ability to listen yeah. to, to the people that, you, that have put in the time and, and have grown. But I think as far as the answer to 21 Tortas, you've got to control yourself as the coach. And that means when you're training them, you, you've got to be off your phone. You've got to understand everything that they're doing and see everything that they're doing, see their reaction and, and call them on, on all their... Th- people always say they want to achieve something but then they don't have the actions to achieve what they want to achieve. And I think that's where I've always held people really accountable is that if you tell me you want to do this and I know the way to get there, you better do what right. you're, you, you better follow along and, and execute it the way it has to be executed.
1: I wish uh, like, Mr. I wish
0: I could figure that out for my workers though, yeah. for my employees. Mr.
1: 21 Tortoise, I wish he could see you in when the lifters are lifting, like the elite group is lifting. Because I have been there with you for like conversations going, like basically writing books, conversations, yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And your eyes don't ever make contact with me. Yeah. And I can follow who's about to take a lift, and you can look up and your eyes are on them, like just zeroing in. And I always thought that was one of the things, like when you talk about don't be on your phone. Yeah. Like, and me, like, I, I'm aware enough too. Like, all right, conversations ending real quick, and like, also too depending on where they were at in the lip. But even like the warm ups, like you know you could talk a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see things with it, and it, it was just I don't know. So Torta's what he says: pay attention, <laughs> <laughs> pay attention. Yes, yeah. be involved. All right, last one. Manuel J N Manuel. Sorry. I, I'm bad at this, hypertrophic. Remember, <laughs> I'm really bad at this. I'm sorry, Manuel, I'm bad at that. Do you prescribe warm-up lifts for every athlete during training, or they go by feeling until they reach the target percentage? Well, first, he doesn't use percentages. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, do you prescribe warm-up lifts for every athlete during training, or they, I mean, it depends, because like the throwers, I'm, the throwers, I don't train like the weightlifters. Yeah. The throwers, it's like, here's a blueprint, go do it. You know, we know where we're trying to go. Um, some, you know, I will say like like Sam or Taman will come up and be like, Tamon today, Lucas too. What do you want from these behind-the-neck tricks? Do you want going for broke or do you want just like good speed movement? You know, it's answering that. And then I might lay out like, dude, just hit 160 for eight singles, move it fast, you know. And move on. So they know what, what that warm up would look like. Um, they do know that because I have at some point educated them on what that would mean. Yeah,
1: so they have their, they're nearly autonomous.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think for, for you know, if you talk about the weightlifters or younger, like the football guys, okay, so the football guys would be a good example. I will tell, so a good example was yesterday with Nick. Nick, his clean, you know, it was 100 plus pounds almost 100 pounds more than the other guys so the other guys you know take 70 as a warm-up take 80 as a warm-up nick takes 70 nick goes on their bar for 80 because i load 110 on his bar then he goes on the other guy's bar and takes 90 then he comes over to his bar and takes 110 so i prescribe that sort of like that platform that platform back over here warm-up uh now these are high school kids so right. it's like I will control that because they're younger
1: there's much more governing
0: yeah there's more controlling going on with that and I tell them that precise sequencing and that's one thing I'm learning now going back to like my uh, religious studies roots and and um, and Back into, like, my obsession with Confucianism is, like, that's one thing I forgot that I really liked is, like, planning and having these daily rituals for everything that you're doing. And that's where controlling, you know, controlling a setting like uh, high school football kids, if you have that sequence laid, warm-up, technical coordination, absolute strength, uh, structural integrity, trunk control. That's a workout right there. And everybody knows how long each period lasts. What they're expecting. I want to know all
1: your big key, like umbrella terms.
0: Yeah. Well, well if you want to know that, yeah, I know. You can pick up this book. Hopefully, it's live on garage right now. Go check that out. Sports Performance Bible. Until next time, guys, thanks for the question, Manuel. Thanks, I prescribe warm up uh, lifts sometimes, depending upon the situation. <laughs> <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> You and that (laughs) figurine.